dodge the bullet yeah. and, and then stand back up and say, I know that you're really mad at me because I, I've let you down, but I just feel like there's some other things going on and I want to try to help you process what's happening for you. Can you help me understand? What? Like that is such a huge huh? shift yeah, yeah. for a pursuer to hear a withdrawer say, I'm here with you and I, I want, want to, to help this. you understand. Yeah. yeah. I'm Angela. And I'm Chad, and we discuss issues that couples face in everyday life. Then we set you up to have a conversation with your partner that's designed to bring you closer together. This is the Connecting Couples podcast with the real Emhoffs. Real conversations for a real connection. Here we are in episode nine, now talking about what withdrawers can do to help their pursuers. It's awesome. What pursuers' needs are in those moments when we are a little bit escalated. Again, we're assuming that we've already kind of de-escalated for the most part. And that means kind of long-term that we don't get into as, what I'm going to call, vicious of of a fight. Like it doesn't (laughs) feel as intense. The cycle isn't quite as vicious. Yeah, Yeah. and that we can repair sooner, that one of us is able to kind of own our own part recognize the part we play, that we can come back and do a repair and feel like we have both been seen or met in that space. It's not that we're one's capitulating or one's just avoiding or we're just at an impasse and, you know, it's a kind of a frozen pursuer moment, but that it's, we're both engaged. More open, engaged, kind of uh, yeah, this isn't like a cheat sheet for people that are highly escalated. Mm-mm. This is this is for couples that, yeah, they still have disagreements, arguments, even even fights, and get yeah. frustrated for even a day or two sometimes. But like, that are able to come back together and kind of okay, we've got this kind of figured out, and and they're trying to go, how do I understand my partner yeah. more versus. What I've always done. I do want to say, if you are in a highly escalated place, maybe you just jumped into this because you're you've started therapy and this is your first series. I want to say, go back all the way to the beginning, go back to the basics, yeah. and start from there. Check that out. But this could give an escalated couple hope, or at least say there are some goals. Yeah, we strongly believe that couples that do the work and put in the time and have the conversations really can get to this more secure place. And so this yeah. is about being able for a pursuer to slow just a little bit of that escalation down enough to know my own process so that I can know what my needs are. It doesn't necessarily mean I'll never be triggered again. I will. But we've had enough conversations about when I am triggered and what can help that I know how to say to you, hey, this is what I need. And again, the example that we're using was a couple of nights ago, I brought something to Chad and he was responding to me in a way that internally I recognized this isn't helping. This isn't what I need. Um, It's actually making it a little bit worse because I'm getting even more escalated and it feels more chaotic. And now we're both very, you know, loud. All the energy. Which is great because he was really like championing for me. You know, it was. I mean, in some ways, but I was, I think what I had done wrong, and I'll just say this, like I was trying to be there and fight for you, but I was doing it in the way that I do it. I wasn't really there with you. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I was kind of going, 
I would just do this, 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 and that's how this is. And that's, and it wasn't really being with you. It was the same energy, but it was without having met you first. You know what I mean? Like there's a, there's a distinction there. I was like, now tell me that again in a way that's not angry (laughs) or whatever. (laughs) Snarky or whatever you called it. Yeah. And so in that moment, it was this like aha moment for me to go, wait a minute, what do I actually need? And I came back to him and said, Hey, this isn't helping. Here is what I need from you. I can handle this situation with, you know, anger, escalation, frustration, snark. I need you to talk me off that ledge, not kick me over the ledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. And he came back and said, oh, man, that's not what I meant to do. I was, you know, getting riled up with you. Here, let me offer you this insight and wisdom and discernment and help me understand your process. And why are you fighting so hard? And then it was within 10 or 15 minutes, actually, he had kind of talked me down to a place. We've talked about this before where now my emotion that had been dysregulated, that had been activated, that had been um, escalated was now starting to calm because he didn't let me stay in it by myself when it felt chaotic. He met me there. He said, I see you in that place. First, he got angry with me and I was like, "Ah, not helpful. So to be able to know what's not helpful and say that is not helping me. This, it actually is making it worse internally. I can feel myself getting even more revved up. What I need is. So I had to tell him that. And then he came back and said, oh, okay. That insight's huge for both of us. Because now we're in this conversation where he is helping me kind of get back into my brain and, and know what needed to be said in that situation. Now I will say it is a little bit different when he is the I'm only the responder this time, but when I'm actually the cause the target or the cause of my frustration, that's harder because he can get defensive and that's a different move that isn't helpful. But in this case, it was an external thing that he came alongside me and was, but that's an important thing to even consider. And one that we're already saying is that defensiveness. Let's talk about that. If we're going to talk about what a withdrawer can do for a pursuer when they're in an escalated place, yeah. Defensiveness yeah. is not the best move. <laughs> like, uh, let me give you some research on why I'm right. No, that's not, a, that's not going to go well, you know, and, and it, it really does kind of speak to the heart of the pursuer a little bit. It's like, what, what does that pursuer need? The, the pursuer yeah. has always had to fight for themselves. Mm. I mean, that's what all that anxious energy is doing. It's saying, I'm going to be able to take care of myself. I'm going to engage in a way that will to show you why. Right. And so it's like, if I'm going to try to show up for my wife, if I'm going to try to meet her heart, I have to come into it with kind of a, a humble stance, uh, if, if you will, yeah. and say, hey, what's going on, man? I, I care about your heart. I care about what's going on inside you and really go to to that 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 space. So it's like for me to get defensive clearly isn't going to work. And for me to shut down and withdraw, that also isn't going to work. So as a withdrawer trying to show up for my pursuing partner, I really have to take this risk that says, man, I want to be in this, right? I want to show up. I want to understand maybe some of what, what the list is, yeah. right? The running list that these are the 15 problems uh-huh. or whatever. But really, I want to show up for your heart. I want to pull the focus back to your experience, your body, and say, what is it like to be you right now? I don't want to drop that list. And I promise we'll, we'll get to the list. But I'm like, I'm here with you. How can I be with you in this moment versus the 25 things that maybe I did get wrong, right? And again, we just talked about withdrawers, their sense of failure. If my failure takes over, nobody wins. 
So I have to be engaged. And it's kind of why we talked about that first. It's like, if I can stay in the room and I can stay brave in a sense in these moments, man, I can really start to show up for my wife's heart. And if I hate to, I want to say if if I can see her as in distress versus I'm a failure and she's mad at me, but I can see it as distress versus anger at me or my failure, yeah. man, that, that really is a game changer. Cause I can see you as somebody hurting, not just somebody, um, that it's kind of being nasty towards me. Two things I want to point out. One, this is the moment with jars where we have been encouraging you stay engaged. Don't abandon your pursuer. Yeah. And now you are, you're like, all right, I'll, you know, I'll sit here. I'll try. I'm now here present with my really distressed pursuer who feels confused and yeah, yeah. and now what am i supposed to do I, um i'm here is what's the next step and so this is that part where we go okay now that you have stayed present that's step 1 of it also being able to speak or respond is important in this part this yeah. is the second half of it for sure so something you said that is huge is I want to try to understand. Yeah. And this is such a key for pursuers because, man, we really want to be understood. I'm glad you're here to point that out. I wasn't, I was just kind of. <laughs> so here's the, the part that's challenging is when a pursuer is activated and when we have a lot of energy internally, there is a process that we're in that, that goes, I don't really have this figured out. And I think if I add an energy and urgency to it and, and externally control or try to manage some of the outcomes or even, you know, get my husband to do a certain thing, then that will help. It's the only yeah. thing we know to do. In those really escalated moments, we really don't understand even ourselves. So... That's the challenge is I think that defensive mode is I come in critical to you. And this is what you're saying is if you can kind of like, like Neo in the matrix, dodge the bullet and and then stand back up and say, I know that you're really mad at me because I've let you down, but I just feel like there's some other things going on and I want to try to help you process what's happening for you. Can you help me understand? Mm, What? Like that is such a huge shift. Yeah, yeah. For a pursuer to hear a withdrawer say, I'm here with you and I, I want to help this. you understand. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a a shift that I remember the first time you did that to me, even it was so new and so almost disarming that then I was able to go, why am I even mad? Right. What is the problem here? And we got into some deeper heart issues, but that's a really hard thing to do. Y'all, that is hard. I mean... And, and to expect a pursuer to be able to take any of that in on the yeah. first shot is is not... So I'm kind of speaking to withdrawers, and probably there's a challenge a little bit for the pursuer. But I'm like, I'm saying for you, I cannot come to you yeah. and say, hey, I'm so tell me about your heart. I want to yeah. be in this with you. When you've got a lot of energy, I, I can't really expect that the first time I ever do that, that you're going to yeah. be able to even hear that. No, you might. I mean, it'd be simple for you to think I'm making fun of you or being condescending or dismissive or something, because that's what you expect me to do. And I want to clarify with jars that we're not asking you to lie or capitulate, No, which is a weird thing. But, but if I'm like, you did this and I'm really mad for you to go, you're right. I did that. That isn't what we're saying. No, because I'll tell Chad all the time, I want you to, <laughs> this is just a little telling of our cycle. I want you to own what you did, not be sad that I got hurt, you know? And Chad's like, yeah, about that. 
Yeah. What I'm being accused of isn't really what I did. It, it wasn't malicious or intentional. So it's a no win for a withdrawer, which is why they tend to get defensive because there's this thing that gets triggered internally that's like, wait a minute, I didn't do what I'm being accused of. And now you're going into court in your head and we're in yeah. a cycle and you can't win your pursuer's hearts. Well, and I, I want to jump in because I'm like, that isn't both, both don't lie. I mean, uh, yeah. there's two ways you could do that. One way would be, oh, they told me to say these words and I don't really care about her heart, but I'm going to ask about it because whatever. <laughs> don't so do don't, don't just placate and yeah. lie. And then the other one is don't, don't lie about what we just discussed. We're not going to just come in and kind of say, oh yeah, I know that I did this thing. Like yeah. that's not, that doesn't work either. And I don't even like that we're saying lie. I'm not saying withdrawers are, are liars or trying to lie or being dishonest. <laughs> I apologize. Strike all Let, that from the record. Let's put that as the title of this episode. Yeah. The lying withdrawer. No, <laughs> no, no. But no, what no. I mean is withdrawers to try to help deescalate a situation. I think a withdrawer will do just about anything, including just telling that pursuer that she's right or he's right. And, and yes, I'll do whatever you need me to do. Yeah. I mean, I think that... That happens a lot. A lot. Yeah. And internally yeah. you feel, this is why there's resentment that, that builds up, yeah. because you feel like you're compromising even like your integrity or your character just to appease a, a really dysregulated pursuer. And that's not helpful. That doesn't make for a connecting couple or a secure couple. So what we're saying is withdraw in that moment, if there is a way you can disconnect from the accusation or from the criticism and, and land this instead, man, it seems like your body is really sending you a strong message. And I want to really understand that message as clearly as possible. I want to make sure that you feel heard. Can you help me understand what's happening for you? Yeah. Well, I'm mad that you didn't. I understand that you're mad at me, and I'm sorry that I got that wrong for you, but I really just want to understand what's happening for you. Yeah, and I got to tell you, man, that, that's a strong, that's a that's kind of a strong or big move to say, man, okay, I did I, that. The dishes, I'm, I'm making up a scenario, yeah. didn't get done. Yeah. And, and that is important, and I want to get to that. But where you're at right now, I want to be with you. So help me, help me get it. What's happening inside you right now? And yeah, it's easy for either, just like a withdrawer in our last episode could not take that in. A pursuer can also choose not yeah. to be connected and hold their position. Or not even a conscious choice. You've talked about this before. Like it just naturally will yeah. be blocked and I won't be able to take yeah. it in. I said, when I say choose, I'm like, I think the opposite is actually the, the truth. It's like, we're going to have to make a hard choice to say, to accept it, to, to, try to say, to I'm going to see it. I'm yeah. okay. I'm going to, okay. I'm going to try to make that choice to see it, to get it. But this anxious energy really tells me not to. Right. And I don't, yeah. I don't mean to sound that that doesn't no, sound bad to me, to but I'm like, honest. there's this like, Oh my gosh, I want to do this. I need this. Yeah. And, and I already think I'm so much. And now you're going to ask me about something else and we still haven't solved the problem. And, and it's like, you almost have to go, okay, wait, wait, wait. I'm going to believe, I'm going to start to believe the positive intent yeah. about my partner, which it's, they have good reasons not yeah, to yeah. before true. that. It's you know? true. It's as we've been learning this stuff, it's changed the way I parent, which yeah. in a good way, I really love that I'm seeing Avery be able to respond based on these new moves that I'm trying. And the other day she was frustrated and she was really trying hard to advocate for herself because she wanted like more TV or more playtime or just something that I had given her like a few solid no's in. Yeah. And she is, mm, she's just good at <laughs> negotiating. <laughs> she's figuring out ways to survive in our family. Yes. <laughs> and and so yeah. I could tell that she was just fighting so hard and, and I wanted to just honor that. And so 
seeing this is this is hard, but seeing the little Angela pursuer inside of her not getting responded to. And she was escalating and escalating. And I'm like, oh. So I got down on her level and just looked her in the eye. And I said, I can see your little body is just fighting hard for something that you really want. Can you just help me understand if you get it, what it will feel like? And she was like, it will just be so good. And she just took a deep breath and then like exhausted herself on the floor <laughs> and then accepted that she didn't get it. It was a no, but that she got heard, that she got seen, that she didn't get dismissed and she got to have that one final word. Yeah, You know, I think that's the thing is that, that sometimes we're just fighting to just hear me. And if you just walk away, the crazy making part of my brain goes, oh, I'm yeah. chaotic and I'm not worthy of it. And so withdrawers, when you stay, even if you don't know what to do and you just say, I'm here and I'm trying and I want to understand you, the deeper message that it sends to me, a pursuer, is that I'm worth it. I've already been made aware through the podcast, through my therapy, through a you know, marriage workshop that I went to that I potentially create too much energy and send you away. Yeah. And that that's your strategy to try to keep our relationship safe. I'm starting to let that sink in. And so when you stay, what you're saying is I'm going against my internal strategy because you matter enough for me to take this risk. Right. And that's huge, oh, man. huge internally in yeah. my heart and in our process. Yeah. And I, I think that's, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to try to translate it to withdraw. Uh, <laughs> but yes, I'm like, please do. <laughs> what, what we're saying is like, if a withdrawer can stay in the room and, and admit, hey, this is a lot. I see I see that it's a lot. There's a lot happening for you. I care about this. And you really want this to be done. Even acknowledging the tasks or the list a little bit. Like, yeah. okay, well, you want the dishes done. You want that done. You want me to see my part and what went wrong. Yeah. And I'm trying to. I have quite a few couples where the pursuer has a checklist. Yeah. And the withdrawer just tries to get all the things on the checklist done. And they never do. No. I mean, mm -hmm. it could, because it, it's a growing... And if they miss one... It's a working oh, list, it's right? just, yeah. A living document, so to speak. <laughs> but I'm like, that's not... Those... Just to acknowledge the list, man, I see all the things. All the I systems see all the stuff. Place. I see all... But man, I'm here, and I care about your heart, and I want to know what's going on with us, yeah. with you, and I want you to know I'm trying. If a, if a withdrawer says that to a pursuer... Yeah. Uh, well, you tell me, how does that, does that feel? Let me tell you the, the believable or take inable. I got we talked about we being in, in, this is a, yeah. you know, a spectrum or a continuum and depending on where you are early Angela, who was just, you know, as we talked about in the first episode of this series, who is just now starting to understand this stuff would say, I will be better if you just get the stick to my system and get the stuff. Do on the, the things I say. Just do yeah. the things. I can't quite. Yeah understand why we're wasting time talking about my heart when I just need you to do the dishes. <laughs> you just do the dad gun dishes. <laughs> Once I start to <laughs> understand that regardless of you getting the dishes done, all the things done, the garage clean, the, you know, whatever the things are. Yeah. I could still possibly have an anxious heart and I am using your behavior to manage my anxiety. Oh, that's such a hard statement for me. 10 years into therapy, 10 years into doing this stuff to, to take in. And if you're a pursuer and you're hearing this, golly, it might be really hard for you even to kind of make that statement your own to say, I tend to try to manage my anxiety by 
managing other people's behaviors. You might not even say that you have anxiety. You right. might not know that there's some underlying thing there. So for you to say in this moment, hey, I see that it's a lot and I just want to be here for you now that I understand this and I know that it's not about the dishes and it's actually about me feeling overwhelmed or inadequate because I'm not getting my stuff done and that you're taking a risk knowing I could possibly come out swinging because that's what my strategy tends to be. Right. Oh, it just calms me. I can take deeper breaths. My brain feels more clear. I, I cannot compare the difference between the old days, even when you got the checklist done, yeah. versus the new days. Are, right now, you can't see off camera, or if you're listening, that our sink is full of dishes. And I'm okay with it. They're going to get yeah. done. But you're here with me, and we're doing something together. We're, we're doing our mission. We're connected. That's, it's priceless. It's immeasurable. It's yeah. really incredible. You know, I broke it down for withdrawers, and I want to see if I can try to, like, put some words to it for pursuers also. But this idea that, like, if, if a pursuer's fear, right, the underlying kind of, like, distressed place is that, you, you know, I'm going to be abandoned. I'm going to be left. Mm -hmm. and, and, and in some ways, I'm going to be left because I'm so much. Because I'm so, I've got so much energy, so much need, so much drive, so much push. That anxiety that they, they feel really, I say anxiety, but that like energy, whatever you want to call that, that they feel is going to drive people away from them. I want to give a, a steps of that too. Yeah. Because early on, I might believe it's all going to fall apart if you don't do the list or follow my systems or, yeah. you know, let me manage this. And therefore, if it starts falling apart, the first people who are to blame for why it's all falling apart are not me. <laughs> <laughs> the first people, the first person isn't you. <laughs> but right. if let's say I have, you know, even Avery, who is, is almost six, and we have some rules that we're trying to help her, some guidelines, yeah. I'll say, which is don't take out a new box of toys unless you've put away the other box of toys. And so I have to try to help her navigate that. And yeah. if I walk in there and there's three box of toys out that she hasn't put away, I'm going to call her out first internally at that point, I don't think I can go, uh-oh, I'm starting to panic that my right. system might be failing. Right. What I see is you're not keeping up with the system, so it's still your fault. Yeah. So that's a, a shift. Can you speak to that for just a second? Like, how does a pursuer, because uh, in my own life, I can go, I got there. I, I made the, the shift, but I don't know if it was like an aha moment or it just took time. What does a pursuer need to be able to shift from everything will go fine if everybody just does what I tell them to do <laughs> Yeah. to maybe I don't always have the answers and I just don't want to be alone without the answers? The, I think if a pursuer can start to go, wait a minute, I've been trying to control the whole world. Oh, we have. I have. Right. If they, if they get that kind of like. I don't even want to call it like At least knowledge. My, it's my more, whole yeah, world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what is in yeah, my reach? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole, my whole world in order to manage what I feel. Mm. Pursuers don't really very often, and it, or neither do withdrawers. So it's not, I'm not, I'm not knocking anybody, but, but pursuers, a lot of times they're, they're trying to manage everything externally and they're not really connecting with their own heart. It's even, it's even worse than that, Chad, as you're saying that it's not only that I want to manage everything so that I feel okay, I'm also projecting 
onto everyone else that I'm going to manage it in a way that's also going to make you okay. Yeah. And Avery okay. And everyone else around me okay. And everybody within my reach okay. And it's all through the glass of how I would perceive okay. Oh my gosh, it's exhausting. Even as I say it, I recognize that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. Pursuers are carrying a lot. I remember one time in a, a class... Somebody said it was actually you. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> yes, go but, ahead. But they Call said, they said, well, what, wouldn't that person just be happier if they would just do it this way? Yes. Talking about a, a, oh, you a know, psychiatric disorder. And, and I, yeah. <laughs> the, the guy's like, mm. the, the teacher, uh, professor is like, no, no, that, that's <laughs> that, uh, probably you would be. <laughs> but, but I don't know if they would be. Yes. So it was a little bit of a challenge. And I'm like, yeah. but I think that For is the plight. Shift. That is the plight of the yeah. pursuer. That is the plight of uh, how, how it goes in some ways, right? Like they're saying, if I could just get all of this lined up, if I could just get all of this organized, then they would feel better. I would feel better. But then they, they still don't ever acknowledge the thing inside them that no. hurts. And so I think that's, Angela, if I'm going to give you a compliment, I think that's the thing that you do really well. You, like, you really have gotten good at pushing back into your own experience and saying, what is that that doesn't yeah. feel good? And then sending a much clearer message about your own experience versus, you know, trying to manage, not to say that you still yeah. don't every now and then, but, but I'm like yeah. trying to manage the external world so that you'll feel better. You know, this is a hard thing, but I think that enough of my systems were failing and whether yeah. that was my first, my divorce, or that was just experiences in my life where enough of my systems were failing that I recognize my systems are failing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I... I cannot sustain this and I need, I need something different. And that was, I think, a shift for me that I, I wish that pursuers out there don't have to come to. I hate when I see a couple and I think, man, this is this situation or this relationship is getting to a place where a pursuer is probably going to have to start recognizing that the system, the strategy is going to fail this way. How do you lean in and invite your partner into that place? Yeah. Well, that's, that's, it's such a tough thing because the failure, the fear is that I'll be abandoned because it's yes. tough. And so I manage everything to get away from the yeah. toughness. Right. And yeah. so it's like, it's a trick. I mean, I say a trick. Yeah. It's, it's a really tough move. We believe yeah. we are unlovable unless we hold it all together, yeah. not only for ourselves, but for everybody else. And I think that's huge. And, and that brings us to our connect point. The Connect Point is designed to help you have a different conversation about how you experience your relationship. Small adjustments lead to big change over time. Take some time to practice with us now. And so in this Connect Point, just like in the last episode when we were talking about what the pursuer can do to try to meet the withdrawer's needs, we've heard a lot throughout this episode about what pursuer's needs are, what withdrawers can do to kind of stay with them, let them know they're lovable, let them know they're worth the risk, try to engage yeah. even if you don't know. And so withdrawers, what we want you to try to do is go, hmm, what that Chad and Angela has said, might I be able to try and pitch that to your pursuer and then pursuer pause for a second. And, and I even like to encourage people like close your eyes and take it in. Could I in the moment, and we're asking you to have this conversation, not in an escalated fight, no. but to come back to it in, and hypothetically, if you could, this is what it would look like. Withdrawer would try this move and pursuer, could I take that in? How would my body respond? And then process with the withdrawer what that might feel like. And that's what we want you guys to do in this connecting conversation. 
And now it's time for you to go connect with your partner. Thanks so much for listening to us. If you've enjoyed this podcast, one of the best things you can do for us is to share it with another couple that you think could benefit from it. You can rate us and give us a review on your listening platform, and you can follow us on our Facebook page, The Real Emhoffs. If you want to support our nonprofit that makes resources available for couples, you can check out the Ways to Give tab on our website, therealemhoffs.com. We love to hear from our listeners, so feel free to message or email us with ideas you might like us to talk about or the ways that our ConnectPoint conversations are impacting your relationship. Thanks Thanks again. again.